Welcome to the Discipleship Podcast with Pastor Pablo Martinez. We truly believe disciples aren't born, they are made. If your desire is to grow, renew your mind, and go to the next level in the way you live for God, this podcast is for you. Pastor Pablo will be sharing the real heart of a disciple through tough but transformational truths that are sure to confront us. These truths will lead us into establishing the kingdom of God in our lives. Now is the time. Grab your pen, a notebook, and your Bible. It's time to get formed. Uh, Why don't we give God one more shout of praise? It's so good to be with Him. As you already know, Formation Fridays, it is exactly that. It is formation. And so we're doing a series called The 12 Characteristics of a Multiplying Disciple. If you have been following along with the series, we're now up to like, it is the sixth, the sixth or the seventh, the eighth already. Wow, we're up to the eighth. That's right. We're up to the eighth characteristic of what a multiplying disciple should have. The idea is this, that if you carry these 12 characteristics, it is much easier for you to multiply as a disciple maker, right? You're going to be able to make disciples who make disciples much better, much easier uh, than if you don't. As a matter of fact, I would tell you, if you don't have some of these characteristics, it's probably best if you don't multiply. Because you teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are, right? You teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. And so uh, I believe 100% that God is going to do something beautiful with us today. And uh, today we're going to talk about one of those topics that is, uh, to me, very, very near and dear to my heart. Because I've learned something about this. It's about trustworthiness. Are you trustworthy? Okay, trustworthy. I want to read out of Matthew 25, 14 through 30. This is one of the most harsh, difficult to swallow verses in the Bible. Yet it is one of those that carries so much truth, so much power, that if you allow God to speak to you through it, not only will your ministry change, but also your family and the way you form your family, the way you maintain your family, and the way you leave a legacy in this world. Amen. And so, uh, let's, uh, let's go to the Word, and then we will pray and jump right into uh, formation. Here we go. Let's read Matthew 25, 14 through 30. You'll find it on the screens. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey. By the way, it's talking about the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven, it says. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold. Hello. To another, two bags of gold. And to another, how many? One bag. Cool. One bag of gold. Each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five more bags of gold or five bags of gold. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more bags. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. Check this out. His master, in this case is the Lord, right? His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. What does it say? Well done, good and faithful servant. You have what? Is it up there? Is it because of the mask you guys can't tell? 
Where are we at? I'll read it with you guys then. Well done, good, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold, master, he said. Uh, he came and master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man. Harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what, you be, what belongs to you. Isn't that crazy? His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I, was, that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit, meaning at least take it to the bank, so that when I returned, I would have received in back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him. So he took the bag of gold from him. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. The first one. Let's go. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside in the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Did I pick the right servant or what? Today, if you want to give it a, a, a title or a subtitle beneath, uh, you know, um, trustworthy, you could call it worthless servants. Got loud. Worthless servants. Here's the thing. One of the things that we don't want, by the way, if you are really sensitive, you could put worth dash less. Worth a little bit less. But if you can take it, just put worthless servants. Does that make sense? All right, if you're a little sensitive today, you feel a little on edge, that's fine, okay? But the fact of the matter is, is that God says the following. He says, if I cannot trust you with a little bit, then I can't trust you with anything. Back in the day when I was younger, I used to read these verses, and I would think, how unfair is that, God? That's almost like the spiritual socialist mindset. How come those that have little, you're going to take it from them? And those that have a lot, why would you give them more? It's not fair. Isn't it crazy? Because it's talking about trust. He's saying, if I can trust you, then I can give you so much more. If I can trust you, then how could I not? Why wouldn't I want to give you more? But if I can't trust you, isn't that crazy? When we talk about money, fine, it seems unfair. Why does it? I came to understand something. That I don't care how well a pastor preaches. I don't care how much money or how amazing of the influence that he has. How many followers he has on the gram. I don't care how great a pastor dresses. If he cannot be trusted, he's a worthless pastor. I've come to understand that if a leader is nice, a leader is kind, a leader is knowledgeable, knowledgeable of the word of God. But if a leader is not trustworthy, he or she is a worthless is worthless as a leader. Now, I don't want you to feel bad now and be like, I feel bad a little bit if you're not trustworthy. 
But in God, you are worthy already. God paid the ultimate price. He died for you. He loves you. His grace is upon you. You cannot be worth any less as a son of God, as a child of God. But if you're not trustworthy as that which you're trying to do, you're worthless. As a husband, hello, if I can give my wife all the money she can, well, all the things that she wants, <laughs> even saying that was difficult. You know, uh, if I can do everything she wants, just make it all, her house beautiful, buy her a car, buy her, you know, rings. And if I can, you know, every day tell her she's super hot, she's super amazing. If I could just shower her with flowers and compliments every day. But if I am unfaithful, does she want me as a husband? Amor, do you want me as a husband if I'm unfaithful? No, it doesn't matter what you get. If you don't get trust, then I'm worthless as that. Does that make sense? If you have a friend who's funny and is spontaneous and is so nice and amazing, but it's, you can't trust them, is that a worthless friend? Yeah? How many of you guys want those kind of friends that are so amazing and fun, but they're always talking behind you? Or do you share with them your heart and they share with it on the ground and Instagram? They, they publish everything. I have a friend who I will not say their names or their identity so that Colin, you know, so that Colin doesn't get offended. You know what I mean? You don't want the kind of people near you. Here's one thing that I'm concerned about, to be very honest. As you guys know, I'm working on this thing called the code, right? Where I, I ask all the old people that I can what it was like back then to be a man. See, what happens, I feel that there's a great disconnect between the men of now and the men of yesterday. I believe that millennials, you are in the greatest danger of losing a treasure that the Bible talks about. And this treasure is so valuable, it's so precious, so beautiful. As a matter of fact, I believe it's gold, bags of gold. The Bible talks about it in talents, but the reason why the NIV calls it bags of gold instead of talents is because we nowadays think that talent is being able to sing, play, dance. That's not talents. According to the Word of God, when talent was a currency, that means that the currency of heaven is trust. You hear what I said? The currency of heaven is trust. The currency of here of discipleship is trust. The currency of me as a pastor in this church is trust. The currency of ministry is trust. The currency in a relationship is trust. Man, if you can trust someone, if you can trust someone, why wouldn't you bless them more? Why wouldn't you give them more? You know, as a father, I now know that my children are my greatest compliment. Wait, well, hold on. Hey, amen. One father say amen. The rest of you guys are like, what, what are you talking about? Let me tell you why. Because it means that God has trusted me. Man, and, and these are not my kids. These are his kids. That the Lord would entrust me with two beautiful lives. That means God thinks of me so highly that he says, I trust you with my kids. Isn't that crazy that we don't think about it? But trust is a currency of heaven. Abraham was exalted above all men, not because he had money. The Lord is the Lord of gold and silver. Abraham was exalted above all the other dudes around because he trusted the Lord until death. You know why Jesus is Jesus? And why Jesus is not just some prophet? Because he said, let not my will be done, but yours. I'll trust you, God, with my life, with my death, even to the point of suffering. My question and my greatest question to you today is, are you someone who is trustworthy? Dear millennials, you're in danger of losing the greatest treasure of heaven to become untrustworthy. How quickly do you let someone down? How easy it is for you to flake. How easy it is for you to do the, inconven do the convenient thing because it's inconvenient. See, today, 
I am so excited to be here. Because it is not easy to be a Christian in these days. It is easier to hide out. And I'm not talking about just coming here. Because many people want to come. Many people are, you know, they have different conditions at home. Maybe you have somebody with health issues. We understand that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about hide out in your faith. When the world needs to see someone who's faithful, loving, passionate about God, trusting the Lord. When it's not convenient to do that, some Christians cannot be trusted with a word. And so you go dry because God has entrusted you with a word before and you kept it for yourself. And you didn't multiply it. You didn't do anything with it. And so God says, why would I give you more revelation if what I've given to you, you just give it right back to me. See, I understand something. God trusts me. And that I don't want to do. I don't want to let him down. I don't want to let my God down. And so most of the things that I end up doing in my life are not out of duty. Because a compliment has been paid to me. The Lord has given me such a beautiful compliment. Have you ever heard that verse, is your kindness, Lord, that leads me to repentance? Have you ever thought about how kind God has been to you? Some of you should be dead. Some of you shouldn't be here. Man, some of us, most of us here, don't deserve anything. Yet God has been so kind, so good. He's paid you compliment after compliment and said, I could still trust you. Your life is a seal of trust of God upon you. The fact that you carry his name, if you are a Christian, God says, I'll allow you to bear my name. I'll allow you as a family to carry me. You know that what a powerful thing it is to be trusted by God. That the Lord trusts you. Like I said, for me, my kids are one of the greatest examples of God trusting me with Elijah and Josiah. And of course, with my wife. And my wife entrusted with me. Man, what a beautiful compliment. Why don't you give God a shout of praise? Give him a round of applause if you've been trusted by God. So what is the difference between an unworthy or a worthless person and a person that is worth a lot? What is the difference between a good, faithful servant and an unfaithful servant? What is the difference Now, there's some things in that scripture, and I wish I had more time to break it down, but I have 20 minutes and 27 seconds, and it's running super fast. So I'm not going to get time to break it down all. I want to just share with you three simple points. One of those is going to be, how do I recognize the value of being trustworthy? Meaning, how could I value this? Because if you valued it, you had it. If you valued it, you would have it. Let me repeat this again. Whatever you value, you go after. Girls, if a guy says he likes you and he's not chasing you, he doesn't like you. That's hard truth, but it is the truth. He's not, they're not available to you. They don't really like you that much. They're not pursuing you. Some of you guys are like, shut up, pastor, shut up. It's not true. It's not true. I'm just busy. Man, I am busy till busy can, like, I am so, some of you guys are, man, I am so busy. But I got time to pursue my wife. You have to understand that whatever, and I first all the time, whatever it is that you really want and treasure, that you'll go after. And I remember when I was like 14 years old, my mom tried to keep me indoors. And she didn't value my friends like I valued my friends because obviously she saw something I didn't see. And she tried to keep me from going and no, you don't know them like I do. They're good people. It's crazy because you go after what you want. If you really value trust, you would be more trustworthy. Here's the thing though. How do you become more trustworthy? First one is you have to learn to value it. So how? You have to understand that trust, 
Your trust, like I said, is the currency of heaven. But the way that you can be trusted speaks of who you are, not just as a mother, as a father, but as a person, as your character. Your character is held, is determined by how can people trust you? Can you be depended upon? Have you ever, ever, ever had someone near you that is super nice, super kind, so good, but they're not trustworthy? Like you love them, but you can't trust them with Jack. Have you had those kind of people that you're like, man, you're a great person. Like I care about you. I just don't want to leave her on my car. Man, I love you. I want to give you more. But I know that if I give you, you're just going to throw it away or do something worse with it. Here's the thing. Trust is a treasure. Trust is something you have to value so much because trust will promote you. Trust will enrich you. Trust will beautify you. Trust will promote you. When you are a person that you can be trusted, you don't need to beg for a promotion. People will promote you. Man, listen, if you want to grow in this world, be trustworthy. Now, I know some people say, nah, cut corners, you know, do this, do that, lie here, lie there. Sure, you may get there quicker, but you'll fall just as quick. When you're a person who's trustworthy, time will tell everything. Man, trustworthy people, trustworthy people are treasures. When you find someone who's trustworthy, grow closer to them, love them, care for them, cherish them. I can tell you one person who I know is trustworthy, and that's my father-in-law, Pastor Jorge, who you guys all know here. He's a person that if he tells you he's going to do something, he will do it. If he tells you he's going to be somewhere, he shows up. If he says he's going to do, man, he will get it done. If it's at four in the morning, he'll be at four in the morning. Whatever time it is, Pastor Jorge, to me, my father-in-law, has become a standard in this. A man who his own daughters, his own family have said, Never have we ever heard him lie. That's intense. Now, it's okay if they say that, like if the congregation says that, but your own family, your daughters who know you, who grew up with you, he doesn't exaggerate, he doesn't lie. Man, it's amazing to have that kind of value, that kind of, you see, because character is this. Back in the day, when people used to make, you know, their beautiful art paintings and, you know, all their sculpture, they would do something at the end. Instead of signing their name, they would put a little chisel in, a little something, a little, a little mark. It's called a character. When you're typing, these are characters, right? Character. So you would put a character, a little mark, a little something that distinguishes who you are, like your signature. And so people would look at that painting and say, wow, that is a beautiful painting. Look at the detail. Look how amazing it is. Who did it? And so they would get close and they would say, oh, it was Pablo Picasso. Look at the character. That's who he is. And so time after time proven, they would look at that insignia and they would say, wow, the character of that person's worth so much. Did you know that everything you do has your print on it? Everything you do, aren't you lucky you're more than six feet, six feet, I'm like seeing my little droplets over there. Don't worry, I got you, man. I'm, I'm good, I'm clean, I'm clean. But anyway, so what do you do? You get the extra anointing of you. I'll preach from back here. But you know, your character is in everything you do, your trustworthiness. Can you be trusted? Can you be faithful with everything that you do? Here's the crazy thing. That God is trustworthy. The Lord is so trustworthy. His character is 
impunitable, meaning his character is, is perfect. You cannot find fault in him. God is always who he is. He's so trustworthy that he'll be trustworthy even in those things that we don't like. If God says he will punish, he will punish. If God says he will forgive, he will forgive. If God says he will rescue, if God says he will provide, come on, amen? If God says, he will, because he's trustworthy. You know, one thing I find is that I, as his child, want to be more like him. Whatever you worship, that you'll become like. Whatever you worship, that you'll become like. Worship is not for you to, oh, I love you, Lord, and he's got like some sort of low self-esteem and he needs you to lift him up. It's not like that. God doesn't need you to worship him so he feels better about himself. He's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I was good. <gasps> Repeat it again. What was that? Oh, I really am good. Now, if you say it with your hands up, then I'll really believe you. That's not how it is. When you worship, you become more Christ-like. You become more of that which you worship. Have you ever seen little kids worship? You know, they're, they're, they're like soccer stars. They're, they're, soccer, they're sports athletes. Or little kids are worshiping a certain artist. They say, that's not worship. Yes, it is. Of course it is. When you worship something, you want to be like that. You become more like it. You grow closer to it. Mark my words. Whatever you worship, that you'll want to be like. Whatever it is, that it, whatever. If you worship money, you want to be just like that. Listen. Today is such a powerful day. Let me tell you why. Because today is the day when you get to be confronted with how little bit, how little trustworthy we really are. See, because trustworthiness has nothing to do with, about, with the way you feel. Trustworthiness has nothing to do with your intentions. Trustworthiness is not about what you meant to do. It's about what you actually do. Would you consider yourself someone trustworthy? Ask the person next to you. Oh my goodness. Am I trustworthy? Come on, go ahead and ask him. Just ask him, even if you don't know them. If you're six feet apart, that's okay to, hey, am I trustworthy? Now, if I was next to my wife, of course she would say, 100%, honey, you're a thousand percent trustworthy. But the truth is this that trust, <laughs> I know some of you guys are like, oh man, I shouldn't have never asked. If you are trustworthy, it is not about, once again, what you meant to do how nice you were about it. It's about what you actually got done. This is the hard truth. Sometimes we feel like we're more trustworthy than we really are. How do you measure how trustworthy you are? One telltale sign of how trustworthy you are is how much people want to trust you. How many people ask for your help? If nobody's asking for your help, it's probably because you let enough people down enough times where they realized you're just going to let me down again. Or you're just a jerk and you don't want to help anybody. Choose. But I believe that the first one is more true than the second. That when people are not trusted, only fools go back to that. If you are trustworthy, usually people are going to want to ask for your help. Here's something really cool. Everything you have belongs to God. So when I say for your help, in reality, they're asking for simply help. Just help. And sometimes you can help. God has given you the ability to help. And sometimes you don't have the ability to help. But the question is, are you trusted enough with someone's need? Number two way that you can recognize if you are trustworthy or not. You have friends. If you don't have friends near you, 
is perhaps, and this is one of the reasons, because people cannot trust you. And this is a hard truth to swallow. This is where you kind of log off. Some of you are like, yeah, the little number's going down, I know. But it is really hard, guys, really hard to build true friendships. I'm not talking about, you know, the average friends, the acquaintance. I'm talking about deep friendships that last and that endure. See, because you can build finances so quickly. I say, really, Pastor? Relatively quickly. But trust, man, that currency is hard to find. How hard is it to rebuild trust? A pastor. Let me go back to the example of a pastor before I lose you guys here. I only got 10 seconds. Man, that clock is going fast. Man, if a pastor falls in immorality, how long does it take a pastor to raise back up? If he ever, if he ever does. Now, I don't blame the congregation and I don't blame people because they trusted us. You trusted me. If I'm a president, I may not need to be so moral to be trusted. This is crazy to me. Super crazy. Because we should be able to trust morality in anyone that we're following. But I need proven results. As a husband, as a husband, I need proven results. Do you have proven results? To your friends. I have been pre-manipulated. Where someone tried to manipulate me into doing more than I was able to do for the person. And I was able to simply say, you can say that. But these, this, 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 and this is what I've done. Track record. What have you done? It's not about what have you felt. What intentions you had. But this, 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 this. This I've done. If you're going to have a boyfriend, if you're going to have a girlfriend, this is a new concept, a new idea. What if you chose not based on feelings, but on track record? That's a revolutionary concept. Oh my goodness. Pastor, what are you talking about? That's not the way the world works. It should. What if, I'm not saying you shouldn't feel something. I'm just saying, what if you stuck to the track record? Have they done this? Have they been this? Have they done that? Do they follow through? Are they honorable? Are they trustworthy by those people that know them? Is God trusting them with more? I'm not talking about they have to be wealthy and have 50,000 cell groups. I'm just saying that it's God trusting them. If God can't trust them, why should you? As a pastor, I have to constantly examine my own team, my own team of leaders. Can they be trusted? Can I trust them? Do they follow through with something so simple like, let's put the tables back, guys. See, because if you're going somewhere important, you need trustworthy people around you. But if you're going nowhere, who cares? You don't need anybody that's trustworthy. You're not moving anything. You're not doing anything. Why am I talking about this? Because I believe that trustworthiness has little to do, once again, with what you feel and more to do with what you actually do. So this is the hard part. You say, what? Yeah. When God looks at our lives, he wants to trust us. Hey, think about that for a second. When God sees you, he wants. He's waiting. He's saying, I have this for you. I was living in an apartment. And our apartment was, can I be very honest with you? For a while, messy. Bad. Not good. No bueno. My wife and I would come home and we'd get even more tired when we came home. You guys ever felt that before? You come home tired, you look at your, oh, just kind of want to walk out. 
And so we felt so convicted. Actually, Haoni felt convicted and she convicted me about taking care of what God gave us. And he said, this is what she said. And she started posting it everywhere on the walls and the mirrors so that I would wake up. God is a God of order. God is a God of order. And take care of that which you have now. The Lord said, be faithful with the little and I'll give you so much more. Listen, man, we began to love our apartment. We began to care for that little hole in that corner on the very back. Ferry. What's it? A Ferris Road? I love it. Right? On the very back of that, <laughs> where the head of Flores used to live. You know, I, hey, you know what? But it was our place. It was our place. And we began to love it and care for it. And we began to see something. There's this lady that every other week she comes. She's, almost, she's really honest, like part of our family. She helps us out in the house every two weeks. And Maria, right? Maria, we love Maria. Jose has a little bit of beef with her, but everything else is okay. But you know what? She came to the house. And the other day she t- we just sat down having lunch. And she said, I have seen God. This is, she's not a Christian yet. Now, she prays with us. Uh, but she's, you know, you know she's, she's, she's still kind of, you know. But she said, I have seen God bless you guys. I've seen how you go from here to here to here to here. And now you're here. And God knows. God knows. The Lord knows. It wasn't because we were not trustworthy. Can I tell you very honest? Today, we come home and we feel at peace. We feel like it's a refuge. We feel the love of God there. We just we are so thankful. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Every day we're like, thank you, Lord. You feel joyous. And so that verse resounds. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come into the happiness of your master. Come on now. You know what makes God most happy? <laughs> Trusting you. You know what makes God more happy? Trusting you. How did I figure this out? Because I'm a dad. You know what makes me most happy? When I can trust my kids. Man, when I can say, you got that, buddy. You can do it. And he follows through and he does it well. I'm like, mm, I feel so proud as a dad. I'm like, that's my son. I'm a dad. I'm a real dad. <laughs> right? But when he, when maybe, they, you know, they have a hard time following through or they say they're going to do it, they don't do it. Man. Hey, only your son didn't pick up a but when you have a kid and you love them and you see the follow through and you see what, what you can trust them with, the maturity, the growth, the, it's so amazing. As a pastor, can I be very honest with you guys? When I see people that came wrecked by the world, destroyed by the enemy, man, just jacked up. And I see how God lifts them up, begins to trust them more and gives them more and increases them in every way. I'm not even talking about finances. I'm talking about their life, how God begins to restore them. I'm not even their dad, but as a pastor, I'm like, thank you, Lord. Like, I rejoice. I rejoice when I see you grow. I rejoice when I see God trusting you and entrusting you with more. Now, when I see George and Janet with their ministry, 50, 60 strong, marriages being restored, families being restored. Hey, what a joy that is. What a joy that is. When I saw Sergio the other day, he pulled up in his truck. Really nice little truck. I was like, man, Sergio, that's a nice truck. Can I say, very honest, I felt so joyous. There was nothing wrong with this old beater. The old nasty car that turns on with like a screwdriver. Just kidding. <laughs> He'd be driving and the key be falling off. I know because I drove it. It's a beautiful car. He'll restore it. One day it'll be one of those collector items. But just to see him on that truck, it brought me so much joy. Because now I know, listen, when you're faithful with little, God will trust you with so much more. One thing I've seen that man do is love and serve God in spite of. Can I keep, just give you one more because I've run out of time. Three minutes, good grief. Realize 
If you really want to be a trustworthy person, number one, you have to value trust. You have to value trust. You have to value it so much, like a pot of gold. This is the currency of heaven. This is what your wife will, will brag to everybody about. The other day I was talking to somebody and saying how their wife is always checking on the phone and, and how, you know, they're just, there's no trust there. Can I say very, to, for the glory of God, we have each other's passwords. We don't even use them. We never get, oh, what is this? <gasps> Who is? We, okay? Never. Ask me the last time my wife questioned me for coming home late. No, seriously, ask me. I don't know. Thank you for asking. I have no idea because there's established trust. Now, listen, doesn't mean I abuse it. Like, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying there's a level of trust that you have to establish. You know what a beautiful thing it is to be trusted? You can attack me all you want. That's fine. I've been attacked and I'll keep getting attacked. It's what, it comes with the job. But here's one thing that really hurts when they start attacking my integrity. And I get mad at that because that's my currency. Am I making sense? Man, that's my currency. You know what I have to do? Proven track record. Why am I telling you this? Because number one, you have to value it. You have to defend it. You have to protect it. Women, if you can't trust them, man, if you can't trust them, am I making sense? So how do you know? How do you know who to trust? Like I said, it's track record. Number one, you have to value trust. You have to value it. Number two, you have to recognize if you don't have it, right? You can have intentions. You can have all these things. So how do you recognize? You ask people that know you, that wanted to trust you, that want to trust you. And ask them to be very honest. Say, am I trustworthy? And they say, no, you're worthless. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Are you dependable? That's your dependability. Ability to, to depend. Are you somebody who has dependability, right? The last thing is you have to realize that all you have and all you are is from him and for him. All you are and all you have is from him and for him. I'm going to repeat that again. All you are and all you have is from him and it's for him. See, everything you have, all the resources you have, you have to manage them as though they belong to God. Your life, your time, your phone. I said your phone, your house, your voice, your strength, it all comes from God. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. Did you know that your life, your breath right now, who you are is an example of God's trust. Everything you have. This lady called me yesterday. I was at Home Depot. And she said, this is a working, an older lady. She comes to this church and said, you know, pastor, I've been saving my tithings. Can I bring them in? I said, yeah, you don't want to mail them or no, no, no. I want to bring them in. I said, well, I'm not there, but you know, somebody else will be there. Well, when? I want to bring them in. She's been saving them because she hasn't been able to come and she doesn't do the five, eight, four, three, two, one text to give. Now, before you get all argumented, oh, he's talking about money. No, listen, I'm not talking about money. I don't know how much, I don't know if it's two bucks or two million. <laughs> I'm not making sense. It's not that. It's her desire to be faithful to God. It's saying, God, I want to I be faithful. I don't care who sees. 
I don't care who recognizes. I don't care who does this or that. I'm not saying her name because she probably wouldn't even want to be recognized. See, if you're only trustworthy when people see you or when you get paid. The other day I was welding and I was grinding these this pieces, these parts, right? These metal parts. I hope this client doesn't listen. I bet he won't know who he is. But I have a couple clients. One of them pays really well. He pays up front. He, even if you're a little bit, you know, like off, he'll be so gracious and he'll give you more and just really great client. Honestly, it's just a blessing. But I have another client who's like shysty. Is that a bad word? Nah, he's just kind of like always like, you know, like just nitpicky and he always wants to like haggle and get the get more for less and he always wants a job right away and then he doesn't come pick it up for like weeks. I'm like, dude, I didn't sleep for two nights because I'm trying to get your stuff out and paid almost nothing. You know, the other way I was grinding the parts that I needed to, to, to take care of. And there was this part that was not well. I kind of ground too much and it went deep into under the weld. You may not care about this, but the metal kind of just went away in that part. It's a little piece. And something inside of me said, for what he's paying you, you don't have to re-weld that. Then something else inside of me said, it's not the payment, it's who I am. Listen, before you clap for me, don't clap for me because I was like, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I'm tired. It's like two in the morning. I want to go to sleep. You know what I mean? I don't want to do this. To be honest, I put the thing down and I was going to walk away. And I felt like something went like that. I was like, ah, ah, like that. Ah, I just went back. I grabbed the thing, turned the welder back on, put my hood on, welded again, went back, started grinding again. I was like, I am tired of this. But you know what? Here's what happened. When I did that, when I finished the part, I was loving. I was like, mm, this looks good. Here's the one I put on top of all of them. I was like, yes. Guy didn't pick him up for two weeks. But guess what? Something happened inside of me. I was able to put up with the grind. Am I making sense? I said, I'm going to put up with the grind right now. You may not mean anything to you, some of you. But you know what I'm saying? We said, I'm going to put up with the grind. That's when something lit inside of me. I said, you know what? I don't care what the payment is outside of me. There's a payment from within. There's, that's, called the, that's called the payment, the currency of trust. You see, it's not only what you get from the outside. When you become trustworthy from the inside doesn't matter who trusts you. It doesn't matter who tells you what. When you're trustworthy here, so vast, man, so precious, so valuable. Because even if the world doesn't trust, you have a proven track record. In here, you've been putting up with a grind. And you say, Lord, you can trust me. And guess what? Today I know something. My character, my character was on that part. I mean, not mean not much to you, but it means the world to me. Let me tell you why. Because I'm faithful with that part. God will trust me with my kids, with my church, with my wife. Because his word says so. You've been faithful with the little things. The thing that no one sees. The thing that no one cares about. To that lady, I pray God just lifts her up. Blesses her. beyond, Not so she can give us. Man, I, I'm telling you this. So that God would just, just pour it on her. Because she's trustworthy. To you husbands who feel like you're not recognized for all the good stuff you do. Keep on going. Keep on grinding. Keep on grinding. Reweld and grind. Reweld and grind. Reweld and grind. God sees your trustworthiness. Wives, to mothers of the house, man, where you feel like you're the maid. I know I heard it before. Right? My mom used to say, No soy tu sirvienta. I'm not your maid. I'm sorry, mom. You know? And just keep on grinding, man. Keep on grinding. Because I know that God sees that. The Lord sees that. Am I making sense? Maybe your job right now is not what you would dream of, what you want. But if you're faithful in that, in that little thing, God will see you. 
Just like in the life of Joseph, the Lord saw him in the dungeon and was able to lift him up all the way to the right hand of Pharaoh. Am I making sense? This is why I'm telling you, be faithful, be faithful, be faithful. With one person, God has entrusted you. Disciple them, love them, care for them, care for them. Did I say, I said care for them. God will lift you up. He'll give you so much more. Later on, you're not even going to know what to do with all your spiritual kids. You're going to be like, ah, stop. Go play with Legos. God loves you so much. He wants to trust you with more. Why don't you stand up with me? Let's ask God to help us to value trust. Because he's trustworthy and we want to be like him. Because it's a part of gold that many people don't care about anymore. Because although the world is looking for <laughs> likes, the world is looking for popularity, God is looking for trust. He's not looking for popular people. He's looking for trustworthy people. And so many people in this room. No more than 45 according to the law. <laughs> But so many people that I believe God is trusting. Man, God is trusting you today. If He trusted you with a job, take care of it. Amen. Trusted with a car. I don't care if it's a beater, man. Trust, love, 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 love what God has put into your hands. If it's a child, love the child because it's God's kid. You're like, no, I'm wrong because I don't want him to give me more. <laughs> nah, nah. God will give you so much more. So much more. He'll bless you. Your generations will be blessed because of the way you took care of that kid. Somebody please say amen. Amen. Let's take care of, give God a shout of praise. Why not? Close your eyes and let's pray. Close your eyes and let's pray. Psalms 1117 says, The works of His hands are faithful and just. All His precepts are trustworthy. The works of His hands are faithful and just. All His precepts, all His commandments, all His statutes, everything He says is trustworthy. Dear God, I ask you now that you help us, God, to value yet again trust. God, that through tiredness, through tears, through blood, through sweat, that we can follow through. God, give us the holy anger that comes against not getting something done. God, help us, God, for the men who are in this room to be men that can be trusted, to not walk away. God, to go back as many times as they need to. God, I pray right now for the fathers in this room right now, Lord, and the future fathers, God, that they're, everyone around them could say whatever they want, but one thing they could never say is that that man was not trustworthy. God, give them that strength, that ability to increase their value with trust. God, I pray right now you make them trustworthy, worthy servants of you, God. I pray for everyone here, God, for the ladies, for the women that are here. God, give them the ability to understand and to know that if no one trusts them, they can be trusted. God, that they know, that they know that their emotions are not their Lord, that you are the Lord and that they will follow you. Not circumstance, not issues. I pray right now, God, that you give them the ability as well as the man to say, you are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my God. You are my guide. I pray right now, Lord, that you give us the value of trust once again. Lord, I tell you, please help us. Help us, God, as a church to be trustworthy with those few things. We consider this a mighty privilege, God, an incredible honor to be in your house. What a beautiful privilege that not many people around the world God, we have it now. We are here today. We want to be trustworthy, God, with everything you've given to us. 
God, I pray that you multiply them financially, that emotionally you bless them, that their homes would be strengthened, that their ministries would be multiplied. God, that we stop trying to be like someone else and just try to be more like you. Trust worthy. Trust worthy. Worthy of trust. Thank you, God, for the compliments you pay us daily of trusting us with life, with family, with ministry, with anything that we have. We recognize it's from you. Therefore, it's for you. We love you, Lord. It is in your name that we pray. Amen and amen. Why don't we give God a shout of praise? Let's keep on going. God bless you guys.